Greetings and welcome everyone. This is Chief Yuya. And of course, you are listening to the Chief Yuya podcast. So I want to get into um, something really quickly. And I want to talk about the narrative right now. Of course, historically and currently, uh, there's a narrative that we're always being fed uh, via culture, right? And culture, of, co- of course, is a container or, uh, you know, an umbrella that holds in the uh, different programming of religion, different programming of politics, programming of entertainment, programming of sexual styles, programming of language patterns, programmings of, of eating, so forth and so on. And, you know, I outline that in my book, Solutions for Dysfunctional Family Relationships. Um, but outside of that, I wanted to speak about the narrative that's in front of us right now. And if we could kind of start to approach this information as, as prophets, because we are given prophetic information through these teachings, uh, then we can start moving in a more intelligent and, and, and strategic way. Before I get into that, though, I want to say something that I have not said in some time, and I want to welcome all of my first-time listeners uh, to this experience, and I also want to welcome all of my historical uh, listeners to this experience as well. I know I used to say that, uh, you know, in the beginning of Chief Speaks, but you know, when the vibration switches up a little bit, you know, sometimes just the flow switches up a little bit. So, um, I wanted to, to say that because, um, every day I'm meeting, uh, new people, quote unquote meeting, you know, but getting interaction and, and contact from people who've been listening for years, you know, and been soaking up for years and just kind of been, uh, using these teachings as a means to kind of scratch and dig their way out of where they want to be. And I always value those people because there are a lot of people who listen to, who've been around. Like I said, you know, some people go to school every day and you you would assume that because they go to school every day that they have a certain level of intellect and smarts about them. But you might speak to them and they seem like they've never spent one day in school because there's a difference between being a, a perfect attendance individual and being someone who's going through an experience with both wide, eyes wide open and uh, who are integrating those experiences and those teachings within them. So we have those who just show up and who don't do much with what they receive. And then we have others who are actively and respectively applying the wisdom that they're receiving. And I want to give a salute to those of you who are engaged in that work as of right now and are moving closer to becoming um, our new people and not just taking this in order to kind of extend the value of your own um, current limitations, whether they be bodily or mentally, just for for your own enjoyment. All right. So I just wanted to give some some energy and some value to that, to to those people, if I could, if that does anything for for you, you know, I just wanted to give you an acknowledgement because I know that the the struggle is not an easy one. A lot of times it's a lonely one, you know, and um, don't think I don't see when you leave comments and, you know, you say, wow, you know, I've been listening for a long time and thank you. And this and that, you know, I see those things and I'm, and I'm very appreciative of, um, your feedback and you being able to say, this is what's helped me or, you know, this is where I was and this is where I am now and things like that. Just keep in mind that this is a movement towards righteous redemption, you know, so I may teach a lot, but don't become, don't use all of the knowledge to become haughty. Don't use all of the knowledge to become you know, uh, arrogant, but use the information to, to drill it inside of yourself to become a more righteous person. That's really the aim here. It's not just about you becoming smarter and kind of taking on this, this, this self-proclaimed God-like, you know, um, identity because, you know, the data that I'm sharing and, and I'm distributing to you is infinite. And I certainly have not even scratched the surface of what I, what I personally could share. And I personally haven't even scratched the surface of what the creator has released into the world, not to mention the unknown thing, right? So there's so much further to go. And what gets you into that stream of um, great thought and great thinkers is your humility and your willingness to become the mind of the great thought. You know, so it's not just enough to have it coded over you. And now you got some smart stuff to say. But you have to have it inside of you. And if you don't have that, then you become you become basically AI. You know, you basically become artificial intelligence. 
you know, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll hit upon that later. Matter of fact, cause, um, that wasn't my plan, but that, that actually ties into something I'm, I'm doing right now anyway. So I guess I can, I can incorporate that idea <laughs> into what we're talking about. But, um, anyway, so let's get into this a little bit and, you know, uh, on the seventh, seventh day, right? And, uh, again, I trust you all are, are moving strong and, and, and asking serious questions and moving beyond pseudo intelligence and pseudo philosophy and pseudo science into some truth. I trust that you are doing that. And if you're here riding with me and you're modeling, uh, the greatness that can be still exhibited throughout an event like this, then I know you are, right? So, you know, it's something I was thinking about. I was, I was, uh, cause you know, obviously now uh, a lot of us are, um, things have slowed down a little bit, right? Uh, I think f- for, for myself, things, some things have slowed down and some things have sped up, right? Uh, so I'm, I'm, I tend to work through the night often. And a lot of times I work through the night, you know, because it's quieter and I, and I, I work better in the quiet, you know, so, uh, sometimes at like 2 a.m. to maybe 4 to 5 a.m., depending on what country I'm in, uh, it's a very quiet time or maybe even like 1 a.m., you know, to 4 a.m. pretty much is universally quiet. Um, and I tend to get most of my stuff, uh, accomplished there, or at least most of my, my good thinking, my quality thinking, right? Which is stuff for me. That's stuff to do. Thinking is stuff for me to do. All right. Um, you know, and I was given some thought, you know, uh, some, some people have been sending me over the years. Some of you might remember I've done like a lot of different film breakdowns, you know, and, uh, people seem to really enjoy when I do the film breakdowns, like, you know, when I death node and Thor and the matrix and, uh, what else did I did? I did, uh, I think I did, um, legend with Tom Cruise. I feel like I've done it. I've done it somewhere, but I didn't do it. Um, but I mean, it's this too, so many to count. I mean, I know I've done star Wars. I've done Aladdin. Um, and some I've done through podcasts. Some I'm doing, I've done through videos. Some, I've, some I've done through lectures. I, I really, I wouldn't remember all of them. I know I did Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, The Secret of Nim, uh, The Last Unicorn, um, uh, Avatar. Um, just, I, I can't list them all. There's too many. <laughs> I've done a lot of them. You know, I've done a lot of breakdowns, but, um, you know, so people still are like, you know, oh, chief, can you break this one down? Can you break that one down? And some of you may have noticed or may not even, cause it's not, it's not like it's a major part of what I talk about. Some of you may have noticed that I haven't done any breakdowns in a long time. And that's pretty much because I don't really need to. And I've said this before, but you know, I noticed so many segments. Sometimes you forget what I say. Um, when I was asked live before about breaking down a movie, I can't remember what film it was, but I was like, nah, I don't, I don't really need to do any more breakdowns. Now, why don't I need to do any more breakdowns? Because pretty much every movie is the same, <laughs> you know? So I said, you know, all you have to do is study. Like I did, I did the Lion King, you know, um, you, you only need to study the Osarian myth. And once you, once you understand the Osarian myth, you pretty much understand every single movie. You know, and then if you want to go a little bit beyond that, you just need to understand or, or learn about biblical characters, you know, uh, learn the names of the apostles and you pretty much got everything after that <laughs> between the Asarian tell Heru, uh, the story of, um, Yahawashai, uh, the, the apostles, you, you got everything, you know what I mean? In terms of what's utilized in, in any quality movie. Now, yeah, like your average, um, black movie. Nah, you don't have any of that stuff because there's no, there's no real mythical subcontext or political subcontext. A lot of times they're not in a club. <laughs> you know, they're not in that esoteric, um, cult club of Hollyweird. So is, so they, they have a kind of a freedom, <laughs> you know, they don't, they don't have the Illuminati pass, but some do, right? Some, some are definitely uh, very dedicated to, uh, denigrating the value, the quality and the modeling of, of the melanin rich family and, and most specifically, uh, the melanin rich man. And I, I can really say the melanin rich man and woman, because I mean, if you emasculate the man, 
And then you push the woman into this role where she can become nothing but hardened and uncomfortable and angry. Then, I mean, you're, you're destroying each of them equally. Uh, the difference is it's just, you're just, you're destroying them differently, you know? Um, and now she causes a lot of damage as a result, a lot of damage, you know? Um, but it's because of what you created in, in her. And, uh, he becomes powerless to do anything about it, you know? And, uh, you see that like in so many themes. And now a lot of the movies, uh, that's what sometimes I'll break down older movies and stuff, but, a lot of the movies now are just so uh, modeled in, in real time, ultimately into that feminist agenda. And, you know, uh, it's really, there's nothing much to really talk about because now they're really, really all the same. You know, every single film, movie, TV show has a female heroine in the front. You know, you look at The Walking Dead. I look at what that's turned into. You know, all of the, the competent men are gone. I mean, you got Daryl left, but Daryl, you know, we don't even know his sexuality. You, you know, Daryl's always kind of been more on the outskirts and, you know, not well-spoken, maybe not even all that intelligent, you know, but just earnest and true. And then Negan is, you know, a bit of a sociopath. Eugene's, you know, stepping up a bit, but he's still weird. You know, we could just go through the list, right? Um... Morgan's gone, you know, I don't want to go through all, all of it, but what, what you ultimately see is like, yeah, they're always going to kill the men off and bring the women up front. So now, you know, you got all these tough women in the front from Maggie to old Carol and, and uh, uh, what's it? Margarita, Senorita. I don't remember her name. It might be Margarita. Uh, the, the one with the, who had the, who's with Eugene, the one eyed preacher. And you know what I mean? But ultimately again, this idea of feminism is firm, firmly held in place and the, the fallacy and the, and the incredibleness of all of these different female heroes is present. I mean, even little, uh, Judith, I think her name is the little girl, you know, uh, Rick's, well, it ain't even Rick's daughter, it was Shane's daughter because his wife was, was, was sleeping with Shane, had a baby with, with, uh, his best friend Shane. Um, but you know, again, you know, now the little girl is, is kicking butt with a sword and she's got a gun and you know, it's just silly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's silly. And of course you see that in so many films, Resident Evil, you got this skinny little model running around beating the mess out of everybody. You know what I mean? Um, again, you don't really see masculine heroes anymore. Now what's primarily represented in terms of masculinity is, is tyranny. You know, so anytime you have a man in a, in a film, uh, if he's a father, he has to get killed. You know, if you represent a father in a film, you're gonna get killed. You know, um, unless you can luck up and do like a Will Smith thing. You know, he, I guess he puts that in his contract. Y'all ain't gonna kill me. You know, but, um, you know, the father is always killed, you know, and then, um, the mother is always at the positive repository for all the wisdom. And then the daughter has to redeem everyone or the father's just not even mentioned. He's just not even present. He doesn't even exist, you know? Um, but nonetheless, if he's not around, usually he's depicted as some form, some kind of tyrant, you know? And if he's not a tyrant, he's just so incompetent and incapable of anything that, um, he's kind of a non-factor other than the fact that he gets in the way he's hyper emotional too quick to respond or too cowardly. And it's the mother of the women who always have to step forward. You even saw that in fear of the walking dead. I mean, it just, it just goes on and 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 on. Right. So of course, um, whatever the creator creates, um, the one who has no ability to create, uh, soul life of its own has to create their own model but they do it in reverse of whatever the creator has. So if the creator says, I designed man to take the lead, then the other one says, I will, I'll make women take the lead. And then you have an opportunity to choose between where your allegiances are going to be. But you know, in a time like this, it's become very interesting because you're hearing that, that, that hyena cry more and more, uh, who's going to protect us. <laughs> you're hearing that amongst uh, the collectives of females. I've been hearing it a lot. Um, I've had women who've come to me for consultation and 
I've even had some who've been very disrespectful in the past who have reached out recently and even asked me uh, if I had places for them to stay. You know, and of course, uh, no, absolutely not. You'll, you'll be all right. Work it out. You know, um, so we're in a place now where, yeah, of course, men are always seen as a utility. What can he bring to the table? What can he do? What can he do? What can he do? But now that reality is becoming even more clear now. You know, um, does he have any any skills? Does he have a garden? Can he grow some food? Does he have a secure place? You know, um, things like that now becoming probably a part of the new list that women will be putting on their list, you know, in terms of the qualities they'd want to find and a mate and things that are desirable among those who are subjected to that whole dating experience, you know, um, and willfully, instead of just looking at films <laughs> and ultimately devaluing yourself because you're thinking that the film is giving you the truth. Um, I can only will that you women are, listening to the things that I've been teaching all this time and now holding a standard of value against those things because society is telling you the wrong things. And I've been saying it over and over and over again to the point that I'm just not saying it that much anymore, which is one of the reasons why certain things I'm, I'm not doing movie breakdowns anymore. I'm not telling you anymore about the redemption that you need. To, I'm, I'm not just going to keep saying the same thing over and over again. I have better things to do with my life. You know, and it's the same thing. I'm not going to keep telling women to stop trying to usurp a man's place. Listen, stop talking so much. Stop trying to correct men when he tells you to do something or he tells you something. Listen and do it. I'm not going to keep saying that, you know. So, you know, you've gotten it from, from so many different angles, so many different examples, so many different tones. And the same thing for you males. I'm not going to keep telling you, you know, uh, you have your, your bug out bag. Do you know anything about business? Do you know that, you know, a lot of people probably know a lot of males can, can attest this and females like, yeah, chief will ignore a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> For males still contact me about chief. Can you tell me about stocks? No, I can't tell you about stocks. I'll sell you a class on stock because if you are too lazy to go learn about stocks and you want to take out my precious time to teach you, you have to pay for my time, you know, so simple things like that. You know, or males calling me about, yeah, chief, you know, what, what's your thought on, on survival preparedness? What? Like, you want me to start from the beginning? Something I've been studying for years. I got to start from the beginning because you're too lazy to go do something after I've already done segments teaching this. So this type of mindset and these type of people are going to perish. They're going to die. All right. That's the bottom line. They're going to die and allowing yourself to still be you know, programmed and, and controlled by those outside of you who do not have your best interests at heart at this point, you know, it's just, it's just suicide. And we're coming to a time now where people will no longer tolerate that. I suspect even some of these pseudo leaders and some of these pseudo teachers are going to fall back. I suspect that's getting ready to happen soon too. You know, so either you take heed and do what's necessary or you perish, you perish. And that's that's going to be all it really is to it. Um, But, you know, this had come into behest again. Someone asked me to break down a movie and they were asking me to break down the movie Transcendence, which I have seen. I saw the movie um, when it came out some years ago um, with Johnny Depp and um, Morgan Freeman. It's a cool little movie, movie, you know, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't anything special, you know, um, and sometimes it's like when people ask for these breakdowns, especially certain people who are asking, and I had to say to this person, I said, you're smarter than that. And I'm smarter than that to be breaking down this little corny movie. And they were like, what you mean? I mean, it had this and it had that. And I was like, yeah, but can't you see? You know, and, and this is what I'm speaking about. There's levels to this thing, right? So a lot of times when we decide to make the step towards consciousness and higher awareness, sometimes we don't realize that somebody already made that step before we did and they have something waiting for you. So you're thinking you're going to the next level and you may not realize that you're still in the maze. You know, and like I've often used the example of 
going to the store and, you know, you decide one day that you want to eat healthy, right? And you could be in the middle of the store. I want to eat healthy. And it could be a worker, a worker in the store that walks by and you say, you know, I want to eat healthy. What should I do? Oh, go to aisle seven. That's the health food section. Oh, it was here the whole time. Yeah, it's been here since we first built the store. It's been here the whole time. So you mean to tell me you got garbage in the same store that you have things that are healthy. So that means you were already waiting for me to come and wake up to eating healthy. Then I go into the health food aisle and it's filled with more garbage, but just packaged differently. Instead of shiny, glossy uh, finish on the box, the boxes are, are covered in what looks like recycled paper. The colors are greens and, and browns and there's pictures of, of lakes and rivers and mountains on the sides of the boxes. But it's still garbage. So I'm still in the same maze, right? I'm still in the same maze, you know. So sometimes we don't realize that things that we think are deep, we only think they're deep because we're not that smart yet. And you be, you can become more smart. You can. You just have to you have to keep applying the potential of the information that's given to you and you integrate it and apply it and your wisdom will grow and then you, your eyes will open up in a much greater way and you'll start to see some of the more typical and, and ridiculous and, and pseudoscience or pseudo-philosophical things that are implanted into a lot of the teachings, right? And that not only goes for films and music and things like that and commentary, but it even you'll start to see some of these online people a little different. I, I made that same example recently when I talked about sometimes people send me videos and I'm like, I'm not watching this garbage. You know, like I'm beyond this, this, I'm beyond this person and I'm beyond this kind of teaching, you know, like I'm not going to mention any names because, you know, I don't, I'm not here to disrespect anyone, but you know, there's been people who, you know, who are maybe popular in the, in the culture community and people think they're deep. And I'm like, this isn't deep. This is deep for dumb people. You know, so if you're dumb, yeah, this person's smart to you and this person can con you or this person can scam you, but I'm not dumb, <laughs> you know? So, um, that's not, that's not gonna work. So that, that's the goal. We, we have to get smarter, right? We got to make smarter decisions. We have to ultimately achieve some real time critical thinking as opposed to just storing all of this information, right? And that's really what the movie trans, this is not a transcendence, transcendence movie breakdown. Just in case anyone's thinking I'm getting ready to break down the movie transcendence. I'm not breaking the movie. I've already broken it down because it's, it's just like every other movie that I've broken down already, you know, even in the names that are used in the movie, Dr. Will Caster, you know, things that was Johnny Depp's character and, and whatnot. Like it's all, it's already there and everything that I've shared. Um, you want to understand the movie transcendence, go watch the movie Lucy, which I did do a breakdown on. It's somewhere around here or online somewhere. Same little cheap theme, pseudo philosophical, pseudo science. It's not really that deep. You know, um, but what is what is there to do is to really instill a certain way of thinking and a, and and get you accommodating to the ideas of artificial intelligence. You know, um, in the movie Transcendence, they had a uh, it was like a network called Pen, which I think was physically physic physical physical independent neural network, right? Um, and I'm going off of memory, so I might have some of this off because I, I haven't watched it in years. But um, so anyway, th that pen was basically uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing because some of the themes in the movie were just so obvious. I remember even the name that they, they named their um, their new organization, not organization, but their new their new structure. Like when he went out into that nowhere town, like it, if you look at it, it said B.C., you know, before Christ. and. Uh, it's just stuff is just so obvious. But anyway, so this idea again of like the AI and AI taking over and where it's going to go and, you know, how dangerous it can be. And yeah, sure, th there is um, there is an agenda in this in this country to utilize AI. But let me tell you something. There's an agenda that I have in my own businesses to utilize AI because it works. So a lot of the things in my own businesses, I automate as much as I possibly can. The more I can automate things, the less assistance and, and workers that I have to pay for, because I have contractors I pay for to do certain things for me. I also have a team of assistants 
that that I also pay for. You know, I know sometimes people think because uh, I've had this said to me like, oh, when you say assistance, you mean your family, right? No, I pay for I have assistants who are not my family who I pay for, you know, it comes out of my pocket. Right. So the more I can utilize autom- automation to do certain things, then in certain instances, I don't need them to. Oh, go schedule my, my meeting with this one or go do this or do that. Or, um, you know, that's, yeah, just, I don't want to go through my list, my list of of tasks, but yeah. So even I want to use AI, right. You know, uh, to, to, to make my life a little bit easier. Now that's not a, that's not a new thing. You know, that's, that's not a, that's not a, that's not a big deal, but a lot of times the way it's presented in certain films is presented in a way so that you're you're okay with what the AI requires cuz that's really the danger the AI requires information right it requires in all the movies it comes down to how much information i mean going back to uh uh 2001 you know space odyssey 2001 which was about AI you know it just it, it, it may not have looked as sophisticated you know, of course, as, as what you may be, uh, used, used to looking at now in a film, but back then it was, it was deep. You know, how, HAL. And that was really a, um, a knock at IBM, you know, cause HAL is all the letters before IBM, you know, um, so, you know, the how computer and, you know, things like that. But anyway, so, we have organizations, like I mentioned recently, like the NSA and the NSA, you know, um, collects information. We know that, right? And they, they're collecting mass information on everybody in the world. <laughs> and, you know, it's supposed to be to stop certain kind of attacks. You know, certain words I don't like to use on these platforms, which is a part of all this nonsense. You know, we talk about freedom of speech, but really, do, really? You know what I mean? So certain words I, I try to skip past. You know, I'm speaking about that T word. But um, so that's said to prevent certain kinds of attacks on the U.S. Um, but it actually hasn't stopped any attack. That's something you should know. Hasn't stopped. So similar to the CIA, <laughs> you would you would kind of wonder well, why why do these agencies still exist if they're not actually doing the job? that they said that they were, they were, you know, erected to do. So what is it really about? Right. And I mean, I think a lot of people have gotten to that place where they've been able to look at that, even in certain political agendas. Okay. We go into this country and we go with military force to do this, but then that thing doesn't really exist. So why are we there and why haven't we come back? Right. So sometimes questions like that I ask, hopefully. And then it's the same thing when you're dealing with film, you know, um, why is this present? Why is the father always presented this way in this tyrannical sense? Even when you watch black movies, why is the woman always the businesswoman? And then the, the, the man is either a monster or he's like the gardener or he comes to paint the house. He's some kind of handyman or something like that. And she falls in love with the handyman and all her friend think, friends think she's crazy for falling in love with the handyman. And it's somewhere along the line in the movie, he finds out that the real reason, you know, he, he was missing all these years, he was in jail, you know, and then she says, I can't trust you. I don't know you. I don't believe anything you say. And then somebody comes and says, that man really loves you. And this is why he went to jail. He was protesting at such and such and such. Or he walked an old lady across the street and, you know, that he got went to jail for jaywalking. And then she comes back and says, I'm so sorry. And. And then they get married and all the dumbness and then, you know, some Motown movie plays at the end or some uh, Kirk Franklin song. Uh, I mean, Motown song, the Kirk Franklin song plays at the end. So why is that always the theme? What is it that you're trying to presuppose and and kind of include into the consciousness and, and, and rationale of everyday people? What kind of algorithm are you trying to get us all to now uh function inside of it diametrically, you know, against maybe our own sense, our own good sense. Right. So 
again, so there's a lot of information gathering that goes on. There's a lot of information, information, uh, inputting that happens, you know, and, uh, you know, I've worked in these fields before, you know, in terms of, of IT information technology, but I've also worked fiber optics before, you know, um, and there's a lot of fiber optic lines in this country, more than you might imagine. You might just think that this, they have some here because of a rise in files or whatever. But, um, you know, 80% of the fiber optic cable and the world go to the United States. 80%, right? Now you consider that for a second because it's, there's other important countries in the world. You know, there's other important places, but 80% go to the U.S. You know, so, <laughs> and you consider this is a place that we're told that the majority of the people who would initiate some type of action don't, don't really live. So you would think all those cables would go over to those other places. You know, but ultimately we do understand that it's about information collecting, right? That's all it's, it's about, you know? And when we watch these films and we learn about, you know, AI or artificial intelligence, um, it's, there's always the same question that's put in front, uh, which is the question of, of self-awareness, you know, um, that question of, you know, can this being or can this computer be sentient? And then the computers always ask the same question. Uh, how do you know you're sentient? You know, how do you know you're an autonomous individual? And then the person, hmm, they scratch their head. And then when they scratch, they sit their head and go, hmm. The programming is, is supposed to make you think that that's a deep question. That's what it's supposed to make you think. So then you say, oh, yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. How can I prove my existence? Because ultimately, I am a just, I'm just a collection of, <laughs> of my experiences. And if I'm able to input, like in the, in the movie Lucy or, you know, um, Ex Machina, was another great one. Yeah, I did a breakdown on Ex Machina. I think I also did a breakdown on the movie The Machine. That was another good one too. But um nonetheless, um if I'm able to input my thoughts and my or my thought patterns and my experience into this particular machine or put it on, you know, um well it used to be disk or flash drive or or put it in the cloud you know, then ultimately now this, this machine can go forward as me. But see, the, the problem with that is that then that kind of, that leaves you with the dictation that you are only your experiences, you know, and when you begin in the world and you begin in life, you begin with nothing. You begin in the emptiness of a void, you know, and there's a vastity that exists. And then now all of these experiences now are put into in, into your your life journey and that now composes who you are so it doesn't take into in, into context your spiritual genealogy your um familial um lineage your ancestral potential you know even the physicality of your body how that grows and changes and affects the way that you begin to see the world but instead they create this experience where the entire human experience is, or this, this philosophy with the entire human experience is collapsed into a data bank. You know, and if I, if I have a copy of that data bank, then now I can create my own humans again. And of course, not to mention it takes out the whole soul aspect. We won't even get into that because if we can map psychology, then we can map spirituality because again, um, the term soul itself is, you know, psych or psyche is the soul. So, right. So if I can relate psychology strictly to experiences and, and impulses and reactions, then ultimately I can create my own being. But of course, that's not, that's not correct because ultimately now you're creating an algorithm around you know, what I feel your psyche might be. 
And because all you are is basically a computer yourself. It's just the difference is that you're organic computer. All you are is just something that collects information. And in that collecting of information, then now you, you know, that's, that's the, the, the fullness of your holistic composition. And it kind of ignores so many <laughs> other constituents there. But see, that's the thing. When you're watching films like this and then you have this imagine thing, imagine in your mind that my brain can be transferred to ceramic plates or a hard drive or a solid state drive or, you know, um, into quantum drives, even it, like within the movie of transcendence, they had all these quantum drives, but nonetheless, it can be transferred into these recorders because all my brain is, is a recorder itself. So I'm going to back up and sync my recorder with this this database, which of course is like an ex machina. That is what, you know, the search engines are and your social media accounts and things like that. You know, you're transferring those things into a database, but at the same time, who's ever truly themselves in any of these mediums, myself included, myself included. I had to remind someone of that not too long ago about, about that. You know, they, you know, and I get it all the time and it, and it is, it is irksome when people see me online and then they say, Oh, chief, you, you're like this or you were upset. You know, I had one sister was telling me I was going off on somebody. Oh, you went off on this woman about something. And I said, you've never heard me go off. No, I heard you go. You have never heard me go off. You don't know what it looks like when I go off. You don't even know what it sounds like. You heard me online. Like, come on, but you're so programmed. I'm not talking to you, sister. I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> she's, she's a sweet sister, you know, but you're hearing me online sharing something. But this, if you're now composing a being based on what you're experiencing online, you're doing the same thing that these movies are programming you to, to do without realizing that, you know, there's so many other things that, that, constitute what I am and who I am as a person. And what I do here online doesn't even account for, for a 10th of that. You don't get a 10th of what my personality is. I did a post recently on my IG and I was talking about the Clark sisters. You know, when people reached out, I was like, I didn't know you listened to Clark. Cause you don't know me. That's why you didn't know that. <laughs> There's a lot you don't know about me. You know, you, you, you don't know what size shoe I wear. You don't know what my favorite movie is. You don't know what my favorite song is. You don't know what my favorite taste is or, you know, um, who my favorite relative is. You don't know my friends. You don't know my family. You don't know where I live. You don't know my favorite chair that I like to sit in. You don't know any of these things. But you, you're used to receiving this two dimensional fallacy that you get through social media and things like that. And those create a certain impulse. And you map those impulses into it, to your own internal algorithm. And then you start crafting and creating an embodiment from that. See, so that's what you've been conditioned into doing as a, as a viewer of certain things, whether it be movies, whether it be music, you listen to a music song, you know, you might like, I know, uh, let me see this. There's a baby face and Teddy Riley. Um, thing that they just did, uh, uh, verses, you know, and I like these producer verses. RZA and Premier was, was beautiful, you know, um, but people will listen to a babyface song and be like, oh, he's so sensitive. He's so this. You don't know that. <laughs> this is what he's, this is his profession. So this is what he's sharing with you. He might come home every day and beat the mess out of his wife. You don't know that, you know. Um, you know, something about his art and most importantly, how his art has an impulsive reaction on you. And maybe just maybe people like him and myself know how to trigger a reaction in you because it's what we do. We're professionals. You ever consider that? You ever consider when I use certain words or I say jokes at certain times and things like that? That is, it's not just me goofing around, but I, it's very, it's, it's tacit and it's programmed. Have you ever considered that seeing how this is, this is an art that I've been engaged in, which is the art of speaking for 30 years. This, this year makes 30 years that maybe at this point, 
I know some tricks. <laughs> and I don't, I, you know, I'm not just someone who figured out how to, oh, you could do a podcast. Like, oh, okay. And then just sat down and just started, you know, spilling and divulging everything from my lips. But there actually is a, a plan and it actually is my own personal algorithm that I use. And that's why you're learning so much. Have you ever considered that I know how to teach you and I know who you are, but you don't know who I am? Well, how is that? Well, that's the gift that the creator gives some of us. That great, that gift of pop, uh, prophecy and true empathic abilities. So we know how we have to be able to feel you and know you. So we know how to teach you. That's why most 99.9% of you can't teach me anything. Nothing. You try and it's only irksome. You can't teach me. You don't know me. As much as you think you do because you watch the video. You see, now I'm not saying all this. This is not a rant. I'm actually speaking about movies. I'm speaking about entertainment. I'm speaking about culture and how sometimes we think we have such an intimate relationship with the demigods that are put in front of us. Cause that's what they basically are. Those are your new gods, you know, all of these celebrities. And we even call them by first name as if we know them. You see, and you don't know them, you know, and it's the same thing when you're talking about AI and it's concern and, and computers becoming self-aware and things like that. Their data, their data storage devices. And yes, you can program them with certain algorithms, but how many other things go into the empirical, um, ideations and calculations of an individual and a computer or any type of technology really has no preconditioning, pre, pre existing conditions, you know, for its, its actual being. You know, it's, it's not born into a ghetto. It's not born into a rich neighborhood. It's not born with certain deficiencies. It's not, and, and it hasn't had that kind of experience to even understand its own history. You see, there was a great scene in Transcendence. It was towards the end when they were saying, um, she was trying to convince the computer, which is will. Very interesting. Again, the word will, you, you know, all these things are sneaky, but, um, to take her into inside of the facility. And to upload her, con this was his wife, to upload her, her consciousness into the system because she actually had a virus implanted in her in order to shut him down. And he wasn't really responding to her concerns. And it was because he didn't really love her. This is the AI. He had that, that sense of affection towards her and feeling thing based on what was recorded in him. But again, he, he actually didn't have a real feeling of connection or love with her. How could he? Those two being so different. You see, so, um, that idea that is kind of perpetuated in so many different films and things like that is perpetuated, you know, for good reason, <laughs> you know, and, and it, and it's perpetuated for people who are not that smart. So there's a lot of pseudoscience. That's presented. There's a lot of pseudo philosophy and the way that it's presented to you is it's, it kind of paralyzes your brain in a way so that you don't even think beyond. Does that even make sense? You know, does what, would, would that even happen like that? Can you download the whole of like in the movie Lucy? Can you download the whole of someone's consciousness onto a flash drive? You know, you, you just think about that. For a second, does that, does that truly make sense? So then there's like a metacognition that you're, you're, you're forced to ignore in order to come to a conclusion that the films want to bring you into. And it's just like kind of a circular pseudo meta, metaphysic, um, philosophy that you're always given in these films. So that's why I don't really break them down too much anymore because it, they're not as clever as some imagine, you know, and that's again, because many of them just are kind of absurd. The ideas that are presented are kind of absurd. And it's like, you know, they're, they're playing between technology and myth to toy with. So they, they'll have a movie about AI 
or Lucy, where of course Lucy is, you know, the first woman, Lucy, uh, well, first the oldest bones found Lucy, but also, um, light Lucifer, right? But nonetheless, and it of course is a woman, you know, um, it's this idea that once someone is able to inject their consciousness into a data bank, that the data bank now becomes a gin for them. You see, so whether you're talking about um, the movie Transcendence, where now he's healing the sick, he's healing blind people. I mean, you, you got to hopefully see the like the pad, the mythological patterns there of what they were trying to pick to you. But he's healing the blind. He's healing, he's healing the lame and the crippled, you know, and he's curing cancer and and he's enhancing people after he he cures them. But of course, then connects them to uh, a drive through using nanotech which was the same thing with the movie lucy was it was nanotech so um the the idea is there is like there's like a mixture of religious mythology and philosophy with techno technology and political and cultural agenda they're all kind of merged into one one idea there because that's what makes it a bit more appealing to you if you're again not able to see through What's actually being said, like do do the magic, because it's really just it's really magic tricks. And they're really kind of they're making a mockery of science. They're making a mockery of spirituality, making a mockery of mythology, making a mockery of religion, which are all um valid filled, you know, unto themselves. They're all valid. So, you know, the idea, again, like if you well, if you upload yourself to the cloud then now it can do anything for you. It becomes your own personal gin once you learn programming or you, you know, you learn what is programming, the spells, you know, you learn the spells and it can do anything. And it's like, that's a mixture of obviously mythical fantasy. That's a, that's a mixture of, of religion to a degree, certain religions, you know, um, because again, he be like, and they kept re repeating that, like, you're trying to create your own God. You're trying to create your own God, you know? Um, and you know, it, and it, and it does kind of lend one to question like, yeah, is that what theology primarily is the creation of, of gods? I mean, that's something that one could definitely <laughs> debate, you know, that's, that's for another, another conversation. But, um, Again, you know, the same kind of cheesy <laughs> themes are brought up over and over again. I, and once I've, I've broken down this theme about three or four times already with the AI thing, even in the matrix and whatnot, you don't, you don't have to keep breaking it down. It's the same thing. So because they, they, they strive to keep you in a cyclical state of metaphysical pontification doesn't mean that you have to do that. That's a part of you becoming free, taking that red pill in the matrix where you say, you know what? I'm not going to keep doing this with you. Just like sometimes you have to say that to people. I'm not going to keep doing this with you. You know, this, this is it. So either get it together, you know, let's move beyond this. And again, like for dumb people, movies like this are, are very profound. They're very profound. You know, um, how long are you going to be dumb? We were all dumb at one point. You know, like I said, I'm not dumb. I'm smart, but I was dumb at one point, you know, and dumb just means you just don't know. So you got to get into the know, you know, and then once you get into the know, you got to apply it and you can't. Well, well, for some of you, you will. You'll you'll kind of get stuck in 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 the depths of analysis because truly you don't want to integrate and that change you don't want to happen. But like I said, as a part of our new, we demand change. If we, we want a utopia, we have to create that utopia and we have to demand that change within ourselves. Utopia doesn't just come from meditating or, or smoking so much herb or drinking so much liquor or doing so much rituals and stuff or listening to so much good music or so much sex or whatever it is that, you know, now we kind of create this paradise for ourselves, you know, and, and never really move somewhere. Like I say, Anu is a movement. You have to move forward, <laughs> you know, and as I spoke recently, or I think I put it in a post recently, I spoke about fish. Maybe I'll do that breakdown one day. But for those of you who didn't um, see it, I just I just broke down, you know, the science of like being a fisher of men to be or to be a fisherman. Right. And when you look at the a fish, a fish has a certain experience with its sensual environment. You know, fish 
and and water in particular represents our lower thoughts, you know, or sometimes our subconscious thoughts, but primarily our lower basal thoughts. And then, you know, as we get higher, the thoughts get more profound as we go through the air. Right. So when you look at a fish, a fish represents, you know, the things that we take on as science and science primarily deals with external effect. It doesn't necessarily deal with root causation at a, at an in-depth level of analysis, which is fine. That's perfectly fine. That's a, there's a level in our life where we need to understand the difference between facts and opinions and research. That's science, you know, and then once we learn those sciences, then there's an evolution beyond that science into spiritual science and spiritual truth, right? So that, that fish represents that because it's in contact from a sensual perspective. It represents all the information that we take in via our five sen- our five senses, you know, so it's that sensual perspective or that somatic perspective, that external really perspective. And when you're looking at things from that place, you can put a film like this in front of a person. Hey, wow, that's deep. They doing this and they doing that and they about to do it and they because everything is external causation for them. I mean, external effect. There's no there's no research or there's no exploration where like eventually, you know what, as a fish, I got to learn how to walk on land. I'm going to have to learn to stop breathing through my fins. I got to be like the whale, you know, which is a mammal who 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 breathes that that air and then holds that consciousness inside of themselves. That's why when you read um, biblical mythology, you read about Jonah and the well. And, and of course, Jonah and the well was a reference to Yahshua. But at the same time, that three days in, in, in the belly of the well, that represented a movement to outside of that sensual information going into higher information when he was told to go preach to the people of, of Nineveh. And he was like, I ain't doing that. And that was basically, be, and I said, that was another deep thing because those were melanin-rich people. He was like, those people don't deserve the word of Yah. But we'll get into that another time. But anyway, so the idea there again is that you got to evolve. <laughs> Like organisms evolve. If it, the way a fish is designed, it's a very crude animal. And what I mean by crude, it doesn't have a complex system. Like, let's say a monkey, you know, um, it's, it's system is, is, is less complex, which is nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm not saying I'm not downing fish or anything like that, but there's levels to this thing, right? So that's what it means. Like when you read stories about, you know, um, the son of man, Going and then grabbing up, uh, Peter or Simon and, and grabbing up James and, and, you know, and saying, Hey, I'll, I'll, we'll make you a fisher of men. What he's saying is that I'm going to make you an instructor. I'll make you an educator where you can fish and bring out the higher awareness and spiritual truths that exist and bring those to men. You see, as opposed to being a fisher of fish, which is basically like a scientist. You see, so. When you're looking at certain programming and stuff like that, a lot of times it's only meant for fish. I know we use the term sheeple a lot, which is cool. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's appropriate in many senses, but there's also this idea. I mean, nobody says it, but I, you know, I'm not trying to make it a new thing, but the fish, you know, and, and again, that somatic experience or that watery experience where water deals, it's cold. It deals with your cold heart truth. Water is not self heating. So cold, hard facts, that's your science, you know, so it's it's not imbued with, let's say, the, the, the love of the creator until you get to those. You get into the air and you get to those spiritual truths. And that's why fish, most fish are cold blooded animals. The, the, the whale is warm blooded. But again, the whale is a different kind of kind of <laughs> a different kind of it's a mammal living in the water. It's a different kind of beast. It, it's it's, you know, lives between two different worlds, if you will. You know, so um that's kind of like where we're I'm speaking about moving towards when I'm speaking about the programming. You got to be careful with the cyclical um altars of pseudoscience that some of this worship can bring to you when you're worshiping fake teachers. You know, you these all these YouTube people or even these podcast people, you know, I'm not asking you to worship me, you know, either. So I'm not I'm putting myself in, into all of that. You know, or when you, you have this sense of, you think you, I know this person because they're smart or because they share this or they share that without understanding that there's a method to everyone's madness. I used to always say in the beginning, there's a method to my madness. I know what I'm doing. 
<laughs> you know, you go back and some people have caught it and they've said to me, wow, chief, I went back and listened to some of your old segments. Everything is like connected. I'm starting to see what you thought, like a, a larger idea here. Yeah. You, you thought I was just like, you know, freestyling. Yeah. I got a couple of sessions here and there where I freestyled and I would say, yeah, I'm freestyling this one, you know, um, but even when I'm freestyling, because I'm so saturated and enveloped in the mission of our new, I'm still on on schedule and on task. There is, yes, there is a schedule. All men should have a schedule. Three year, five year, 10 year, 20 year. You know, but and beyond because I have a 200 year schedule. But in, but anyway, so. That's the thing. There has to be an evolving of the idea, the evolving of the science into a space of truth, right? Because science isn't necessarily truth, but it is a necessary rite of passage to go through to kind of get to a place of truth. And I know sometimes it's like, it feels like a colossal mountain to have to climb, but it's not really when you start to integrate these things and approach them with a more critical, a critical way of thinking, you know, like a little bit more uh, reason and analyzation because some of the notions, like I said, that may be put in front of you, um, if you're kind of perceptive to what's happening, you're realizing that, wow, these are films for dumb people. <laughs> this is for dummies, you know, and it's the same thing over and over again. You know, how do I make a God or, you know, kind of I'm going to the Wizard of Oz, you know, type of thing and and how do I create a wizard and so forth and so on. But again, there's an agenda, right? And then, and I'm going to, I'm going to kind of close it off here, but, um, there's an agenda to pay attention to that you all need to be sensitive to. I advise you to be, and you might want to really meter how much of this nanotech you take in. And when I say nanotech, I'm talking about the programming because how does it seep in like nanotech? How does it program you like nanotech? Right. We're we're in the midst of a time right now where there's an event going on where we're being told what to do by people who we know historically lie to us and we're doing it. Why? Just be safe. Everybody's afraid now. Fear has been implanted in you. But look at all of these zombie movies and all of these these movies about this exact same thing that's happening right now, even down to cartoons. I mean, at some point, do you, you, you do have to look at that and say, is there a connection? Is there a connection? You know, you make sure that you, that you watch that movie out of shadows. Make sure you watch that movie out of shadows. Um, <laughs> everyone's talking about, you know, um, it's going to be taken off the air. It's not going to, you'll be able to find it. Cause even if, you know, obviously we know, um, there's certain platforms that do suppress certain kinds of information. I know that for a fact. Um, and I know a lot of people complain and whine about that, which I think is, is so punkish. I'm sorry. And I don't mean to disrespect anyone who's complained and whined about it. So I'm not going to say any names. So you don't really have to own it. But um, how could you sit here and whine about what this platform Oh, they demonetized me or they did this or they did that. It's free. It's a free play. You don't even probably understand a, a tenth of the, of the technology that goes into sustaining this from, from the app that's on your phone to the, the to the, the, the algorithms for the compression algorithms for the video and the audio, you know, for the, for the, uh, commenting platform to the logins, all of it. It's free. And you figured out a way to, to put content up here that you could do from your phone that you own anyway. And you could put content up here and then you could monetize it and you can make some money off of it. Okay. That's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's a great business model, but you're not paying for that. Like they don't charge you monthly if you monetize your stuff. They don't say, okay, well, if you're going to, you know, if you want to put free stuff up, it's all good. And we're going to put commercials on it. But if you want to remove commercials or if you want to make money from the commercials, we're going to charge you $39.99 a month as a content creator. None of that exists. You know, I'm not trying to give many ideas or anything like that. But, you know, that's a part of the weakness 
and people that's been developed through the programming. Man, they, they shut this down. I don't know what I'm going to do. You see, that's why every outlet we have has its own website. Enlightenment and Transformation has its own website. Chief Yuya has its own website. Anu Life Global Ministries has its own website. Uh, the Orisha has its own website. Has two websites, in fact. You know, everything has a, as a backup. The Block Talk Radio, because now Block Talk, they got a new thing now where they're not playing our old podcast from like 2010. You click on them, they don't even play. Well, guess who kept a copy of all of them in this? Currently, that's a task that's inside of the queue for it to be, for them all to be up, uploaded to a site. But I, we, we still have all that old content. You see. So again, that dependence, you know, on the system is kind of what's programmed into so many people. That's another conversation I won't have right now, but, um, I was actually speaking about out of the shadows, you know, um, you know, uh, check it out. You know, it's, it's a film that I, I advise you all to check out. And I think it provides uh, supporting material for what it is that I'm talking about uh, right now. I just kind of came to my mind, you know. Um, but, yeah, I would urge you all to check out Out of the Shadows and then take that and in consideration to what I'm saying in terms of being about your agenda and evolving out of that water onto land and then into the air, <laughs> you know. Uh, you can't keep swimming around in the water while the overlords are, you know, looking at you like a fish in a fishbowl and then swirling the waves and the currents in different ways. And you too afraid to, you know, um, push against the current that's been established for you. You see, there's a difference between the current and the grain. You know, the grains typically grow naturally, you know, so when they say, oh, you're going against the grain. Usually when you're doing something that, that has good sense, like I knew was with the grain, it's not against the grain. This society is against the grain because the grain is natural. This society is with an unnatural current. You see, so if you're afraid to swim up that current and push against that stream, then you're going to you're going to mm, you're going to die like everybody else. Point blank. Right now, we have something that's going on in the world that everyone thinks, like I said, they're too focused on destruction. They don't understand that this is a replenishing and a cleansing and a renewing. And there's never a time that the creator makes a pact with with a person, humanity or anyone. And it's not a shedding of blood because the shedding of blood signifies a covenant. So there is going to be sacrifices for a new covenant to be established. You know, and let me drop that in the air for, for people like myself who spend a lot of time out of this country. Because I've spoken to a lot of, you know, people like, like yeah, we got to get out of here. We got here. Yeah, you could do that. You you can definitely get out of here, but I don't want you to think at all that this place, this place right here is a problem. Hey, and let me let me tell you something. As someone who's traveled all over this world, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been is North America. Yeah. Now I'm talking about the land, you know, from sea to shine and sea and all that. You know what I mean? Um this is a beautiful place this is a beautiful landmass you know the only place i've ever been where i can experience this much weather you know within 20 hour drives of each other i can drive and be in the desert i could be in the tropics <laughs> you know i could be up in the mountains with some snow then i could drive to the bottom bottom of the mountain and go to the beach you know i, I got everything beautiful streams rivers lakes all of that you see <laughs> That's a, it's a whole nother kind of conversation, maybe a whole nother segment, but don't let people think that there's only one place for you to go just because that's what they keep showing in their film. When you watch 2012 and stuff and like, and they always gotta go to Africa. <laughs> you gotta end up in Africa because that's the only place that's gonna be safe, even what they're trying to show you now. You know, although the numbers are, are going up over there, but they're trying to show you that's the only safe place for, the, for you to go. No, cause you ain't them. And them ain't you. All that destruction that they're speaking about is not necessarily your destruction. If you have been obedient and and locked into these values and principles that I've been teaching you. They're not talking about your destruction. They're talking about your renewal. 
while talking about their destruction, but they're trying to make you think that they're one and the same. So you're thinking that you walking on cursed ground. Well, how do you how do you heal cursed ground with the spreading, uh, the sharing of blood? That's how you cleanse things with blood. What's happening right now? But does that mean now everything is cool for everybody afterward? No, it's still tornadoes and floods and hailstorms, all kind of craziness. A mega drought right now that's been going on forever. That's going to cause some more. Yes, this 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 a whole downturn that's that's happening. And it's primarily going to affect those who have not learned how to live in nature and be purged and purified by the waters of Lake Minnetonka. No, purged and purified within nature. You see. And now the creators, people are cool with nature. Everyone else is riffing and, and you know, <laughs> and, and complaining and, and people who have been a part of who've, who've married themselves and joined in union with the beast system. They're the ones that have to, you're talking about this destruction and ways of life being destroyed. And yeah, but don't mistake destruction for renewal. You see? So you're looking at the program that's coming through these films and stuff and it's making, oh my goodness, this is going to happen. There's going to be zombies all over. There's already zombies already all over the place. Already. And, you know, this is an opportunity for you to strengthen and to get tighter with these precepts. Dig into this information and stop playing. Now, if you want to keep playing and get messed up with everybody else, because a lot of you are going to be messed up. A lot of you even listen to me who after all these years is still saying stupid things. A lot of you guys who I'm speaking to, you still don't want to be men. A lot of you females who want to be men still don't know your place. Still don't, you know, you're going to, you're going to go. And any person with real wisdom at this point is avoiding you because you are the virus. You are the virus. You're the plague. All right, so that's enough for that, of encouragement. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, you know, um, be sure to just kind of pay more attention to the programming and um, the channeling that's happening um, through all of these different um, outlets and whatnot, you know, these YouTube channels and the different programming that you're trying to put. And of course, yeah, oh, I didn't mean to say their name, but, you know, obviously there's a lot of... Um, Changes that have been happening as of late that people have been complaining about in terms of the modernization and suppression and the, the, having stuff taken down and whatnot like that. Yeah, that, that's a part of it. But, you know, again, you're going to have to learn to live differently. That's all. Your sweets are going to have to be fruit. <laughs> you know? Your, your, your beautiful, uh, environment that you want around you when you sit down on plushness, your plushness is going to have to be nature. Sister said that to me once. I thought it was so beautiful. Um, we were in a courtship and I spoke to her about that. Well, how do you, you know, feel about being in nature and this and that? She said, well, nature is plush to me. I thought that was a very beautiful statement, but, um, nonetheless, so yeah, you're going to have to learn to live different and, but those of us who've been in the frequency and on the vibe, we already do live different. <laughs> you know, so I just say that, you know, uh, take this opportunity to really take a look at some of the things that you may have been involved in or doing that are taking your strength away from you and regain it. All right. With that, this is Chief Yuya, and uh, I will that you enjoy your seventh day because it, it, you can enjoy it. And that you continue to move forward with wisdom and intelligence and knowledge. And you allow yourself to be impregnated with the value of these great ideas and this, this true perspective so that you can achieve godhood as opposed to thinking that it comes through the nature of nanotech knowledge. All right. And to such time, be well. Peace, everyone. Chief Yuya out.